everybody, and welcome to Name It Later, a podcast about doing with Swan and Pete. Uh, this is episode three, so we're going to jump right in and uh, talk about what we created and consumed this week. So uh, I think, Swan, you've gone first last two times, so I'm going to jump right in and tell sure. you my consume. Got it. So uh, I was in San Diego for a conference this week, and which was super fun. And uh, but on the my consume is actually a conversation, which I think counts as a consume. Sure. So on on the way from the airport to the hotel, uh, my my cab driver was was a young woman um, wearing a hijab, and I started to strike up a conversation. And her story is fantastic. I don't even care if it was made up, but it was just this amazing story. And well, before I jump in, I I should have the caveat that I am definitely one of those people who goes out of their way to try to talk to cab drivers. Sure. Do, and, yeah, and I, I think, mean, you, yeah, you, you, you gotta be, right? <laughs> otherwise, it's just the most awkward thing. And I think, you know, yeah. it, it could have been, I can't even imagine what it was before cell phones and smartphone. I mean, I kind of remember, but not too much. You know, I didn't do a lot of cab travel alone before I had a smartphone. Right. But, but it's in, at least now you can just stare at Twitter or whatever. But before, if you didn't, if you weren't talking to your cab driver, you were literally just sitting there in silence as somebody else drove you somewhere. It just seems <laughs> weird to me. So yeah, I'm talking. You see those like the the old the old style like with the. Uh... Like the, you see them pushing the button and rolling the window slowly up, right? Like right, you see right. in the movies, like don't don't talk to me. Well, as as my wife, who is an introvert, likes to remind me, like yeah. you should assume that there are some other people in this world who don't want to talk to strangers. Right. <laughs> right. I definitely do, and it doesn't make any sense to me when people don't want to meet new people. But whatever. So I'm so I'm talking to this woman, and she's from Eritrea, which if you don't know is just this little spit of land uh, north of Ethiopia. Uh, and and so she, they just recently, so I asked her, where are you from? And all this fun stuff, which is an awkward question to ask a cab driver because you're assuming that they're from another nation, which is a fair assumption a lot of times. But uh, so she's from Eritrea and I knew where it was. And so that was like point number one for this conversation. Right. Great. And then I second point, and this is a huge plug for The Economist magazine, which is one of my favorite news sources, because I just read an article in there about how Eritrea and Ethiopia had just ended a civil war. And it had gone on for a long time. Ethiopia has a new president who's young and interesting or whatever. But uh, so I knew that. So that was, Wait, that was like just ended or like ended like 20 years ago. It literally just ended. I want to say two weeks ago, three weeks ago. The whole point, I think, was uh, Eritrea used to be part of Ethiopia, I think. Don't fact check me on this one. <laughs> this is sure. where my cred, I know, I know where it was, and I knew that it was recently in a war, uh, or a war ended. And I know that it ended basically with um, Eritrea giving access to some of, uh, to the port of Ethiopia, because otherwise Ethiopia is landlocked, I think. Sure. And so they, so they needed that access and that you know, was the genesis of their war, I think, from a geopolitical standpoint. But then she was telling me, so she, it was probably late 20s, early 30s. She left when she was like 17. And she was almost done with high school. And when you graduate high school, 
in in Ethiopia, no, in Eritrea, they make you go into the army. And theoretically, it's only for a year or two, but because there was a civil war, she's like, yeah, they just, you go in and you never come out. So she crosses the border into Ethiopia. She speaks the dialect there. And so she can, you know, she can blend in and everything, but she ended up coming to getting out and coming to America based on some Lutheran uh, migrant charity. And she was Protestant. And so she said, this I didn't know, uh, Ethiopia and uh, Ethiopia has sort of two recognized religions, according to her. Uh, so Islam and Catholicism and like nothing else. And so like her as a Protestant would, did not fall into the Catholic bucket. And so there's like no churches for her uh, in Ethiopia and Eritrea. So she ended up coming to America and she's alone here. And that's what just blew my mind about it is like she's got family that successfully left left Eritrea, went to Ethiopia and she's alone here, but her crossing of the border was crazy. And I'm not going to try to get into all the details, but sure. needless to say, it was like a harrowing at night. They're shooting at us. We have to crawl under barbed wire oh, wow. and like Florida river. And I'm just sitting here and I'm the whole reason I'm choosing this as my consume is because I was being a pissy little ass about my flight that got canceled. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> It was like a, a whole helping of humble pie from this amazing woman who clearly has more strength in her little finger than I will ever have. But it was just like, it set up my whole trip to be really enjoyable because I'm like, man, I met like a super cool person who was engaged. And you know, I said, do you ever want to go back or, you know, feel guilty about being here versus there? And she goes, you know, I, I don't know, I'd, but I will, you know, I'm going to be successful here and do my best and try to like encourage a generation of young people. I'm like, good Lord. It just, it's amazing. <laughs> just an amazing person driving a cab, San Diego. Uh, everybody should go try to get in her cab and hear her story. It's super cool. That's what I consume this week. Oh, Perfect. I also some, some kick-ass paella. That was, that was my backup. <laughs> right. Which is, yeah, it, it's good that it's good to bring more than one thing to the table. Just in case. <laughs> yeah. If you, if you totally shut me down on that, yeah. I have, I have no, some. No, no, no. Eritrea, get out of here. That sounds yeah, terrible. That. Tell me about some paella. Yeah. All right. So what'd you consume this week? Uh, so I've gotten to the habit of consuming again. And for whatever reason, I fell out of this over the years. Uh, grilled meat in tube form, specifically purchased outside your local grocery store. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, uh, you know, we're uh, we're in the. I don't know that it's entirely unique, but uh, in Wisconsin and I'm assuming some other Midwest states, we have these brat fries that are available. Mm-hmm. Definitely every Friday, Saturday, Sunday at the grocery store, from like 9 a.m. until 8 at night. You can buy burgers, brats, and, and hot dogs, right? Which, I mean, if you're not buying a brat, you're doing it wrong. That's kind of where I've I've landed on. No, that. I'm with you. And so this was staffed probably by some sort of volunteer group. Yeah, so it's always it's always a volunteer group, and it it it's a pretty broad range. So kind of where I'm at here in the Fox Valley, it tends to be lots of Boy Scout troops, Girl Scout troops, churches. But every year, there's one group that I give $20 to for one brat, and that's uh, one of the local literacy uh, oh, programs, sweet. right? So I'm like, so it's 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 this exciting thing where I get to eat brats for literacy, right? <laughs> so, 
Yeah. I'm consuming this tube meat so you can learn how to read good. Exactly. So you know, uh, you can see the sign and, and be aware when there's when there's a broad fry happening so you can enjoy this yourself. Right? This, so I don't I don't know if this is a thing that happens in other states. It's it's I mean I I'm I'm guessing Minnesota probably has this happening. Right? You think but, you think they have the brat thing? I or do you think the whole like Yeah. Maybe I not. don't know if maybe I've ever I'm seen... totally off base there. <laughs> maybe maybe, well, maybe they don't. Maybe it's just us. But uh, I, I wonder if it's even like a like you see Girl Scouts across the U.S. You see like the Salvation Army ringers or whatever. Oh sure. But I don't sure. I don't know if I've seen in other states. I've you know you've lived in other states. I have two for a while, and I don't know if I ever saw out west at least any sort of grocery store booth food vendor for charity. Right. Right and like and consistently, yeah. Right? Definitely, definitely three days a week, right? Like you for sure have this happening Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, um, from you know end of March until beginning of December, <laughs> and mm-hmm. uh, and then you've got you've got Wednesdays is is you got a pretty good chance on Wednesdays, and realistically every day of the week you could have this this happening, right? So, so walk me through your order. What do you? You know, get all the aesthetics in oh, here because I think I know what you're doing here. Sure. Um, no, so I've switched. I've switched it up recently, right? I used to just load it up with all the condiments, but I'm now I just I just get two plain brats and that's it. That's where I'm at. You just eat the brat. Just with nothing just, on it. just a plain brat, right? I'm not I'm not drinking soda, so I'm not giving them not buying cans of soda or anything anymore. I just uh, I just grab some brats, but I have changed my shopping around to kind of make sure that that's part of my store experience, <laughs> right? Like, like if it's Thursday and, uh, you know, we're, we're all out of something, I'd be like, ah, you know what, let's just, uh, let's just fry up some eggs tonight and, uh, I'll, I'll get that tomorrow. <laughs> Cause then I can sneak a broad in when I stop at the store. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, and okay. I gotta back up. You don't put anything on it. No, nothing. Not not. This a is thing. like I'm imagining you standing like hunched over, like a competitive eater, dipping it into a red solo cup of water <laughs> and taking it two at a time. Oh yeah, just 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 absolutely going to town. They're really um, great if you don't chew them. You just gotta let it. <laughs> you, the the it the longer you can, the longer you can, uh, the, the quicker, the quicker you can get it down, the the better. See, I, but I love, you know, I, I generally love when I can buy a brat or hot dog or burger from some sort of like semi open air festival or. Yeah, event. yeah, absolutely. So, and, and doubly so, I think, for this like grocery store charity booth concept, right? Cause. Yeah, it's for a greater that's, good. That's money. Well, and even if it, even if it's not for, right? Like it's still going into the local community, right? So, like, um, it it can be for some church that I don't go to. That's still local community, right? They're they're spending that money for something, right? Whether it's their Sunday school programs or whatever, and that's that's definitely in the community. It's not like it's not the same. I, I'd put it on. It's that next echelon up. I'm not buying at the vendor stand at the softball game, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I you know, it's interesting. I I wonder too. This is going to sound very paternalistic especially for someone who has no kids, but like there's like some good work ethic too, that happens, I think for work, you know, work habit building that happens for people, the kids who are in those booths. Uh, like, yeah. I, I did that a lot growing up. And I remember just like being hot and irritated and a little asshole 
but like my parents forcing me to continue to serve and I'm not being paid, but the thing that I w- believe in, you know, whether that's the church or the, you know, the 4-H club or whatever, you know, that's, I'm, I'm serving that community and that was instilled in me. And I, I hope that's happening. Um, but I don't know. So, I mean, it, it seems like that you, I mean, there's a range, right? You can, you can tell the kids that are like being forced into it and the kids that are like there and having a good time. Right. And, <laughs> right. And really enjoying it and, and polite. And uh, those are the ones that are going to go places. Right. Absolutely. You know, and, and we're starting to get to the age where we can start to say things like, those are the kids that are going to, they're <laughs> yeah. going to make it. Yeah. Right. That, that Johnny knows how to shovel his crap so he can certainly make it in the stock market. I don't know. <laughs> I'm working on it. Uh, well, that's awesome. Yeah. I, I, I think that you're a monster for not putting anything on your brat. Um, yes. Yeah, so I, I mean, I, I, I'll load it up. I mean, don't get me wrong. I like things on my brat too, but it's kind of a, I've got this recent battle against condiments, especially especially like Heinz ketchup, right? Like kind of your traditional like super sugary ketchup. It's fine, right? I don't like hate the stuff, but it masks the flavor of everything else. So yeah, I mean, I'll, so good, I'll eat it. If somebody <laughs> hands me a loaded up brat that's got every single condiment on it and in three pounds of relish right and and mm-hmm. and pepperoncinis and and whatever right i love that i love that experience also but you know a slab of meat is good for me too with some some half stale buns right yeah they've got to be like the the a little dried out Right buns right. that come in like the the three foot by four foot plastic bag that's in like the <laughs> yeah giant yeah like the, the ones they the ones they bake right there in the grocery store and they're all connected so every single yeah, bun is, right, is right. pulled apart from it's the next formed one. and yeah well I think this is like a there's a progress you know a, a procession that happens here where you go from eating a, like a broader hot dog with just ketchup then you get adventurous and you pile everything on it. You know, and this is typically like ketchup, mustard, and relish and raw onions at your typical Wisconsin stand. And usually there's like a, a wasp or two in there just because that's <laughs> sure. part of yeah, the course. Right, right. So you're going to eat at least one wasp. But then you mature into the wisdom and you do as I have learned to do, which is a thin, uh, expertly placed line of mustard. Yep, yep. That's the way to, and it's got to be that really vinegary, bright yellow yes. line. Yes. That to me, that would be my my advocacy to you is you got to get back to that do man. The, do I, the mustard. You're enjoying the meat, yeah, but yeah. get back to the mustard. Yep, yep. We'll we'll have a we'll have a con we'll have to have like a condiments talk one of these days. You know, we can. <laughs> I I I would actually enjoy that. I think that I think that would be pretty fun. We could we could go to town on that. All right, man. Okay, so this is what I created. I'm excited about this one. So last week you mentioned um, uh, Rework, the book by the guys from Basecamp and and uh, High Rise and stuff. So I'm I'm sitting in the airport and I just finished the book I was reading, and so I picked it up on on Kindle and read it on the airplane. So it's a short read. So awesome recommendation. I know it was just in passing, but I loved it. I th- I thought it was great. And so in in so that this create that I did this week started as a consume of that book. And some of the things that really stuck home for me were the, um, the idea that, uh, well, first of all, just breaking down the fact that so many presumptions about how businesses are created, 
um, are just kind of wrong. And that not only are they an example, but just the reasoning behind it is wrong. And it was said very eloquently. So the thing that stuck with me really was you have to solve your own problem. Like if you're going to create a business, create a business around something where it's solving a problem for you or will solve a problem for you, uh, which was the whole motivation behind Basecamp and and Highrise and all of their sort of family products. So I, and then the other piece was looking at what assets you already have or how you can sort of monetize what's already around you as, as created content. So I, uh, I am very good at creating sort of, um, I just call them lists or, or plans for accomplishing my tasks. So when I ran the marathon, I had like a very regimented running plan, but then that sort of bled out into how I kind of operate my whole life. So I've got one sitting here and I've got a couple of them here that I use uh, week to week. Like one of them is, is sort of my work week plan. And I just sat down and and created everything that I uh, needed to do in a week. And I fill this all out and it's super helpful for me to reference. So I get my house in order. And I do this with a lot of things like to keep me accountable for meditation and exercise and spending time with family and, and all these things. So I have this, but I've been doing this for years. So I have saved all these things. And so the create and all this is not the, is not the thing, but the business, um, which I'm calling progress planned, mm-hmm. progress planned. Uh, and I spun it up into a website, progressplan.com, uh, which wasn't taken, which Neat. I'm super jazzed about, right? I'm excited so, about this. I know, right? So the whole idea, the whole idea is this, all of those things, all of those assets that I've created, I will sort of whitewash my information out of it and put them on this site for free and just say, these are tools that have worked for me at various points in time. Most of them are between six and eight weeks of length, and I've used them to accomplish X or Y thing. Um, and so that's all going to be for free. So here, take it. Hopefully you can use it. Cool. Um, the only monetized thing would be if somebody wanted to do something, uh, wanted me, my help in planning their life or their exercise or their future work goals, however you want to, whatever you want. Um, they would pay me 25 bucks or 30 bucks or something, nothing huge. We'd have a conversation. I would organize it and return to them an eight and a half by 11 sheet of paper or a file with an eight, one pager that would have eloquent, elo- eloquently designed and laid out, um, clearly customizable, a, a chart, a page for them to keep accountable. So that that's the business plan. What do you think? Neat. So um, I'm excited about the general idea. And then I pulled back just a little bit when you when you dropped into like the coaching consulting model, right? But I still think it's worth pursuing. It makes me super icky feeling because there's so many jabronis on LinkedIn who just do this kind of garbage. And yeah, I thought about that. Like, yeah. Like I, I've got a lot of experience in like public speaking and, but I don't want to be like a, a coach. That just sounds awful. Right. Um, right. I Googled like two of them and they made me want to barf. Oh so uh, yeah. It's, it's skeevy. Yeah. No, I, I don't like it. So I, I think there's something there and I think your, your templates will really help people. I don't know that I'm all the way on board with with monetizing your time, right? Tell me but more. I, I think there's something. I think there's. I think there's something there. So you're saying that I shouldn't be doing any work. I should just be letting those passive assets become active. Uh, assets. Well, so it, it's tough to say, right? I mean, if there's a demand for it, 
right? Then then that's one thing. I I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to talk you out of this. That's just what my my gut's like. Ew! Don't trade your time. <laughs> what do you, right? No, I'm with you. So it's fascinating. So I wonder what what we could do to to make it passive income. But in the meantime, what I, I hate what that I, too, right? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so okay. we, we'll, we'll talk. We'll we'll have to we'll have to talk more on it. I I think you're onto something. I'm I'm excited to see kind of your your raw templates and and what you've done there as well. I know I've yeah, probably I mean, gotten I've probably gotten glimpses of that over the years, but for sure, um, yeah, it's yeah. you know I just said it's it's what I can do. You know, it's it's what I can stick with. So that's what I created. Yeah. So if if you're listening, check it out at planned progress. No, progress planned. <laughs> at um, <laughs> at uh, hang on, uh... hang on, what is it? progressplan.com yeah it's cool Sweet. so and uh spun it up on squarespace which is always really fun and yeah. easy to use so okay what'd you uh what'd you create this week um so kind of like you my my create started started with a consume i was kind of skipping i don't i don't remember what i was what i was watching on youtube but kind of fell down the fell down the rabbit hole um and uh ended up seeing this uh some videos from this guy, Peter McKinnon, who's a photographer and he's kind of like one of these hype guys, right? He's got millions of people subscribed to his YouTube channel and he travels all over oh, and does fun an, stuff. He's an influencer. And, 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 yeah, so like the kind of, kind of like the, the epitome of influencer, right? But he's not in like the, he's not in like the, the shock and awe and the, the drama stuff. He's like not that piece of it, right? He's not, the Logan Pauls of the world, right? Um, he kind of grew his audience with these tutorial style videos. Um, and almost all of them are based on photography. Um, so it was like, yeah, all right, let's see what kind of tips he's got just on photos. Let me just watch a few of these and see if anything jumps out. And um, I don't remember exactly which video it was, but it was uh, some stuff on taking taking better photos with your phone. And he's like, well, you're you're the photo the the basic concept, right? I'm gonna I'm gonna dumb this down really hard. Was hey, the photos you're taking are fine. You need to edit them, dummy. <laughs> like, oh, okay, okay, really? Oh, yeah. yeah so I love right. this. So like, I love this. You yeah, know, because I am horrible at taking pictures. Period. Because for me, I can't get past the idea that just taking a photo is documenting the thing that I'm looking at. Yeah. And so I always thought like to get better, I'd had to get better at composition but you're saying editing yeah so like comp- composition is certainly part of it right and you you need to be able to dial that in and and and, and do things but um you can do a lot for the photos you're already taking like while you're learning that composition and figuring out lighting and some of that trickier stuff um just edit your photos before you post them and not like not like throw an instagram filter on it right this is i, I would put this at one tier beyond that so uh, specifically with my my mobile phone is kind of what I was like. Hey, this is this is easy stuff. I can do this all from my phone. So he had a couple of general tips and then two apps that uh, that he used before he would like post something on Instagram or or whatever, right? So the first of these is these are these are these are both free. The first of these is called Snapseed. So Snapseed is a Google editing project, right? So Google made this and put it out there. Um, and it has all kinds of uh, of ways to edit your films. I mean, there's 20 different options, 30 different options. What do we got here? One, two, three, four, five. 
Yeah, it looks like just about 30 different things you could do here. But I just use I just use a few of them. This was kind of based on um, this tutorial. So white balance to kind of add some warmth. Um, tonal contrast to kind of make your, your highs and lows a, a, a little more apparent. Um, do a little bit of a lens blur, a little bit of a vignette. And that's it. That's all I use this for. And then I export this thing out. And yeah, so what, already, did, what so, did you start with? What, what was your first picture here? Um, oh man, what was my, I don't know what my first one was, but I did. So let me, let me drop some of these photos for you to see. I took, I took a photo of my cat earlier, right? So you call your bank and you get a robot and the robot says like, hold on, let me check for a second. And goes, it's like, it's typing, right. but it's not typing. It's right. very, it, it, it bothers me deeper than I'd like to admit, probably. All right. So here's the original. Let me send you this on Slack. Mm -hmm. So here's the photo that I snapped just with my phone. So here's my cat. We can we can upload these to, to show notes. Yeah, for sure. So there, it is, yeah, it's just a picture Aww. of a cat, right? That's yep. So she gets really concerned when she thinks I'm leaving and she'll flop around. Right? Ah. And then there's the edited photo. Oh, yeah, for sure. So like so it, the... The photo of my cat is fine, right? And that's what your aunt posts on Facebook, mm -hmm. right? The next mm -hmm. photo is is just a little bit. It's a little bit better, right? The tones are better. There's a little warmth. I put a little fake light in there, um, right? So that's oh, the, right. the other the other app, right? After you do your uh, Snapseed stuff, is called Lens Distortion, and it lets mm -hmm. you put like little lens flares kind of off to the side and and, and grain in, right? So. Mm -hmm. This was a, a really quick way with, I mean, a couple a couple minutes, right? We're not we're not even talking ten minutes. You know, spend two minutes editing this photo, and it it looks way better. Uh, I mean, I, I don't think I'm off base there. You can you can kind no, of confirm I, that I, for me. I would say it looks way better, uh, at least seventy percent better. That would be right. Yeah, it, it's it is the, yeah, no. it is substantial. So again, the those two apps. Um, that that uh, this guy Peter McKinnon had, had recommended in this video is Snapseed and Lens mm -hmm. Distortions. Um, now I have these both on Android; they were free. Um, I'm assuming they are both also free on uh, on iOS, um, but I am not positive there. I like this a lot, man. No, I'm just looking at them again now. You really did a good job. So we'll put those up. Uh, yeah, like, a, like I said, it took it's minutes, right? We're not a lot of effort here. It, incredibly easy to learn. You know, I spent maybe maybe 10 minutes like learning, right? And kind of playing with all these different edit things. Um, and you can go wild. There's all kinds of functionality in these in these apps to explore and kind of kind of play around with your photos. I didn't know you had a cat. Oh yeah, yeah. Shelly Shelly wanted the cat. As soon as we bought the house, that was the that was the rule. When when we get the house, we can have the cat. Um, with the caveat that I don't clean the litter box. And uh, I think I've had to do it two times now in, in the last five years and both times were when she was out of town for like two weeks at a time. So Yeah, that's a that's a good record. <laughs> a good, you could have just you could have just like left the house while the cat continued to use it. <laughs> oh, and no. you could have gotten around it, but I get it. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. Cool. Well, that was a good week, I think, for both of us. That was yeah. uh, that was fun. So um, I want to talk a little bit about the structure of the show as we're now in episode three and thinking about what we want to do moving forward. Um, so, so we had talked offline about the idea of doing really sort of limited um, uh, limited seasons of of how we're formatting the show. Right. 
So uh, we're right now we're on this format of we each create something, we each consume something, we share it back. Um, and I think what we what we pegged is the number of episodes on that format will be about seven or eight. Yeah. So then the idea would be in season two um, and moving forward on the sort of weekly schedule, we'll figure out something else. Um, yeah. So like an idea I had was we each uh, basically this is just because I did this this week. Each week we come up with a new business idea. And sure. we bring that and, and just try to tear it to pieces and, yeah, and see where there's opportunities. That could be fun. You know, we could do one where we're reading books or, or watching movies or whatever. But I think I'll, there are smarter, more well-read and watched people than us out there. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> is anything pop to mind for you would be fun uh, fun to do? Um, no, off, off the top of my head, um, no, I, I, I've, got, I've got no good ideas. Um, I think if, if let's here we, let's do a season where we just make noises and don't speak. We'll, I like uh, it. We'll just we'll uh, we'll grunt and kind of squeal our way through twenty to twenty five minutes of of podcast episode, and we'll we'll do you that know, for, for seven or eight concern, weeks, and then <laughs> my concern is we would find a very devoted audience that I don't really want to cultivate. Like it's like oh shit, it was downloaded seventy eight thousand times this week. <laughs> And it's only in the Ukraine. Yeah, what yeah. is going on? Uh, brought to you by Square Squarespace Ukraine, right? Paul <laughs> <laughs> <Ball> Manafort. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, we are over time. See you later, brother. <laughs> All right. Take it easy, man.